TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Oh, you gotta love it watching the ESPN Top 10 highlights. Welcome everybody, uh, Two Guys and a Mic, TalkZone.com, the coach. And Sam Babitsky, the great Babitsky in the house today, the big dog. Going to check in in a little bit, but Babitsky, the top 10 ESPN highlights. We saw a lot of baseball, but the highlight number one. It might be the first time it ever made top 10 ESPN was from uh, Ultimate Frisbee. What a catch by that, not young man, but rather aged man. Wow. I think the game was made for, I think it was an elderly game. I think it was a 40 above game. Oh boy, now that there's an ugly sight. Ultimate Frisbee already a questionable sport. You're talking... 40 and over ultimate frisbee, but this guy just laid out. His number was 23 as well. Number 23, balding on top, man with a receding hairline I can relate to him, just laid out and made an unbelievable catch. Ultimate frisbee, one of our topics on today's show. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful midweek Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Sam Babitsky, again, we uh, like to call him the great Babitsky. Uh, his parents like to call him the average Babitsky, and most of his friends call him somewhat mediocre Babitsky. But here for one hour on the sports talk show, Sam, you are the great Babitsky. Coach, that's the only reason I come on the show. I get a little bit of pride every time. <laughs> Do we have any, like, gongs or chimes? we, we got to have a sound effect every time I say, the great Babitsky. All right, David Olson, our producer, is going to work on that. Uh, Babitsky, uh, I know you're, you may be the great Babitsky, but you can't be feeling that good because, uh, as we open up with baseball, kind of a slow, slow sports time here. There's not that many sporting activities going on, of course, in the horizon. We got football sneaking up on us, but, uh, your beloved Chicago Cub team, every time they show moments and inklings of coming out of it, they take that step back. Yesterday was definitely one giant step into a pile of, uh, something not very pleasant. And uh, what I believe is going to be Ted Lilly's final start with the team, um, he's he's known to be huge trade bait coming ah. coming this Saturday. Now, do you have 31st. insider information? Have you I do, talked to I anything? do, from, 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 from my sources closest right, to, si- to the situation. Don't don't say too much. I don't um, want to ruin your reputation at a young age. Right. Uh, but Ted Lilly, you know, his record doesn't doesn't show the whole story. He's, what, 3-8 and eight with, but yeah, again, you have to look at 3-8 and eight and those five extra losses they've mm-hmm. been with the Cubs not scoring more than about two runs in a game. He's got what about three point four eight ERA? Right, three point four. That's not pretty bad. good. That, that's a solid no, that's ERA. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, contending team that wants to get uh, one notch over the top. I.e., oh, let's think of a team. Oh, I was thinking the Chicago White Sox, perhaps, as well as I've heard the New York Yankees. Yep, I've heard the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard the Red Sox even try to have some talks with mm-hmm. them, but. Trading deadline, I believe, Saturday. Saturday the 31st. Saturday the 31st. That would be this Saturday. What, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock? All I know is that I do not sleep on the 31st. I was going to say, David Olson, our producer, has canceled all his social plans. The kids are being shipped out for the weekend in preparation of the trading deadline. Very, very exciting. Hopefully he doesn't trade his uh, either one of his two kids. But they're, apparently the three-year-old might be outrighted at least to a AAA for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Oh, goodness. The trading deadline, also known as... I heard somebody on the radio today calling, uh, you know, here with the White Sox, especially in contention. It's almost become 
like the whole LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh thing, which was kind of neat and kind of interesting at first, but after a while it goes ad nauseum and it almost, what would you say? Boring! Thank you. It almost takes on a life of its own. The trade deadline? Yeah. No, I like it. I like it okay. just because there's there's so many moves that happen. Kind of, it, it, I think for me it's like constant action. You got mm-hmm. e- even if it's a small deal where one player goes here and the other one goes there. I think I, I still enjoy the mm-hmm. swapping of the players. Uh, and it's, I see. I, I still check in as old school. And listeners, you want to chime in on this? Uh, uh, the great Pabitsky thoroughly enjoys it. It's part of his young professional sports world. For me, I'm still a little old school. I'm getting used to it, but not to the point where I like it and or accept it. And what I'm talking about, Sam, is teams that battle all year long, not just in baseball, same thing in hockey, same thing in basketball, same thing in football, and you have your team, and you've got your team chemistry, and you've worked hard. And, you know, most of the teams that make the big trades have had some level of success. And now, with a month or two months left in the season, you are going to change your team, you're going to bring in new players, some of them borrowed for just a month or two, to help you get over the top. That at, at my very sports core, that bothers me, but I understand from your standpoint because you've grown up with it, so probably yeah. doesn't dig as deep with you. When did the trade deadline start? Was that was that an all time was that always there or was that recently or not recently? But it was always well, I can't say always. The bottom line is I don't know the answer to that. It's it's increased in in importance each yeah. and every year it seems. That's why that's what I've thought because Yeah. If you look back at years like in the 1990s, it, was, it wasn't even that big. But just recently, the past, I believe, 10 years, I think starting with the Nomar Garcia Parra move to the Cubs, that was, as, as far as I remember, the biggest blockbuster deal I've I've seen. Mm-hmm. And like and like you said, we've got Nomar for a year, for a month, but two, mm-hmm. and then you got to give him up. But then, like yeah. I, I agree with you that it's it's kind of a borrowed con- concept, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it does mess up with the team chemistry, but not not to the extent that. This will like take a winning team and turn it into a losing team. We'll throw out a little fantasy day. Uh, what, what the heck? It's midweek and a Wednesday. We can do it. It's Sports Talk Radio, Cannon Fodder. It's mental. Uh, well, I won't say the word, but it's uh, basically one hour of wasted sports talk here. But we try to keep everybody enjoying and uh, entertained and let us uh, throw it out. What the heck? A fantasy sports trade. If your team could make one trade, it doesn't have to be an even trade. Trade away your worst player. Who's the one guy? Sam Babitsky, the great Babitsky. Do we have a sound effect yet? The great Babitsky. (laughs) Oh, great sayer of wit and wisdom. Uh, So not an even trade. You can make any trade you want, but you do got to give up one. I hate to hesitate to use the word garbage player because every player in the major leagues has certainly achieved something to get there. But trade your weakest player. Who's the ultimate guy? And we'll throw this out to the listeners. Whatever your favorite team might be, 888-463-6748. Fantasy trade, 888-463-6748. Your Chicago Cub team right now, but you can get one player in MLB to come over in the trade deadline. First of all, who are you giving up? I can I can get a pitcher, correct? Any player. Who am I giving up? Um, you gonna give up a Nephi Perez, a Mike Fontenot? No, no, no. You got gotta go. Worse a Jeff than that. Stevens. Could be, could be Jeff Stevens, or I'm please thinking, don't I'm say thinking, Koye Hill. No, no, no. I'm thinking Brian Sh- Schlitter? Schlitter. Schlitter. Pride and joy at Maine South High School. Yeah, Maine South High School. Grew up, played That's his ball 15 minutes away from here, right near, uh, right near where David Olson used to live or went to school or something like that. We don't want to give away his home address. Uh, all right, so you're giving up Brian Schlitter for. Oh boy. Um let's go with Cubs. Your team. Right. Um 
I'm going to go with uh, Josh Johnson, Florida Marlins pitcher. Wow. I thought for sure you were going to say Steven Strasburg. Washington, go with someone a little bit more proven. Yeah, I think so. The best pitcher that a lot of average baseball fans probably have never seen and probably heard of just a little bit. Right. He, uh, he's, he's got tremendous stuff if, uh, you ever, if you ever seen him live, not just the highlights. So there it is. Brian Schlitter with an ERA of 6.8 for Josh Johnson with an ERA of 1.32. 1.32 and like 11 victories. Fantasy trade. That's what it is. Hey, you want to pull off one for your team, folks? What the heck? At Sports Talk Radio, we can do that. We can do it at 888-463-6748. Nicely done. By the way, Sammy, speaking of Steven Strasburg, you had mentioned uh, in your research for the show that a little problem yesterday. Yeah, I've, uh, I believe scratched 10 minutes before the game. Scratch due good. to uh, him unable to get loose. Okay, then afterwards they announced that he has inflammation, and like Buster mm-hmm. only said this morning, announcing that a pitcher has inflammation is like announcing that the sun's going to rise every morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you look at every pitcher after after a few starts, they all have inflammation. That's just the way it goes. And I am not a uh, rocket scientist. I am not a medical evaluator by any means. But when you're 20 years old, 19, 20, 21, whatever he is, 21, I believe maybe, he just turned 22 last week. And you have problems 10 minutes before starting a game. That's that's it's not disaster, but that's not a good thing. Well, it could you know, be an indicator. They, they, they said he could have worked through it, but Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, uh, didn't want to take a risk. But then say that to the 30, 40,000 people sitting in the stadium waiting to see Steven Strasburg, and instead they go and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Forget his name, but he pitched a pretty good game, the substitute. It was his first yeah, start in two years. I don't like to be that guy. Oof. First of all, all the fans have paid their money to see come Steven Strasburg, and you get, what, about a half an hour of preparation? Yeah, less, yeah. about 20 minutes. <laughs> Tough situation. we got to get that guy's name. That's pretty cool, but he handled it well and pitched well. No, he pitched, pitched, pitched a great game. Excellent. Pitched, um, no, the the name escapes me, but right, well, it won't escape, us for, won't escape us for very long. We'll get that, but... Um, we're a little sensitive to that here in Chicago because we had our own version of Steven Strasburg. What was it, about five, six years ago, Sam? The Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor. I mean, that's basically what Steven Strasburg is now. Pretty comparable, right? I think so. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's comparable to Mark Pryor. But we, we thought, you know, we thought of Mark Pryor, we had a, a, a can't breakdown, perfect form, stud of a pitcher. The Cubs got a number one guy for the next five to ten years. Well, it lasted, what, two to five months? Yeah. That- and, and that's unfortunate because Mark Pryor, he was, he was kind of. I agree with you. The Steven Strasburg of the team, the pitcher that we could rely on for the next ten years, and just unfortunate circumstances and uh, mm-hmm. nothing you can do there. Yeah. He's still hanging system. around the San Diego system in hopes of getting back. Some people oh. say he's soft and don't want to fight through injury. I don't. I, you know, I hesitate to say that about a player. Whatever it is, it's unfortunate. His career never took off. Uh, Miguel Batista. Miguel Batista is the, That's the guy the who pitcher. stepped in for the Nationals. Yeah. Nicely done. Pitched a solid, I believe, six innings yeah. and gave up maybe one run, yeah. no runs, two runs. Pretty good. Solid game. Pretty solid good game. without preparation. Maybe that's the key. Maybe managers, maybe starters have too much time to mentally prepare. Maybe uh, some managers should try the theory of when they come to the park, they don't know who's going to be the guy. So everybody's prepared, or, or you know, and then they don't have to get that nervous. They don't have to get yeah, that but anxious. Yeah, but, but then the pitchers who pitch the day or two days before obviously know it's not going to be there. Throw them out there. Let them throw another 110, see what happens. long see, as I'm throwing out fantasy trades today, Sam, I can play doctor also. Okay, let's do it. All right, 888-463-6748. The Cubs uh, hitting the ball really good. 
uh, since the All-Star break, but they take another step back yesterday. Houston knocks them off 6-1. to one. Babitskin, now another game, yet another one, where they cannot get the bats going. Brett Myers. Brett, Brett Myers, complete game. Woo. And uh, the guy's got good stuff. He's a little underrated, in my opinion. but Ex-Philadelphia Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I believe he was a closer at one point in his career as well. Mm-hmm. But we've, but, he, but we've seen the closer. We've seen the transition between closer and starting pitchers, such as Ryan Dempster. Yeah, and, who's done it quite well too. It wasn't yeah. Brett Meyer part of their uh, big teams the last couple of years. Yeah, Pat? he was. Yeah. All right. So Brett Meyer is now pitching for the Houston Astros. Uh, uh, twelve strikeouts. Not only a complete game, twelve strikeouts. Pretty impressive. And again, the Chicago Cubs. Sammy, I look at that lineup they put out there. I think I mentioned it on the. Uh, Show a couple days ago when I went to the game on Friday, only the second game I've been to all year, and you look at the team that they have out there. It's a and against the team. Cardinals, they hit the ball. It's a yeah. good hitting team. You just can't believe that they would be in that prolonged of a slump all season. I agree with you because you have guys that, that can really hit the hit hit the ball well. Uh, the rookie, Tyler Colvin, I think has been the biggest surprise all year. Um, Starlin Castro has shown his bat the past couple of games as well. Love Starlin Castro. You like him? I can't remember. I love him. Can't remember two shortstops. I'm not going to say the best two shortstops. Okay, because we can go back to what, uh, David, well, it's even before your time. Donnie Kessinger may be playing at the same time as Louis Aparicio. So I'm not going to say the two best just yet, but I can't remember our city having two more exciting shortstops. Fun to watch. Not always perfect, but creative, athletic. Both of them got power, particularly Alexi Ramirez, who had another three hits and a homer yesterday. Two most fun shortstops uh between the two teams I can ever remember in my uh, sadly elongated lifetime. Well, if you can't remember, then I definitely can't remember, Coach. Take it easy. Are you a uh, Alexi Ramirez fan, as am I? Um, you know, I, 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 like, I, like, I like what he does on the field, I do. Um, I'm not a White Sox fan, you know that perfectly clear. But You don't have to be a White time, Sox yeah. fan to appreciate I, I do, I do, I do respect what he does on the yeah. field. I do. He's got yeah. some great, he's got. Yeah. Guy weighs fast, about 100, fast, not only on the field, though, he's starting to hit. Yeah. Starting to hit, he's got that batting average up to about 280, and, and for a guy who weighs, what would you say, about 150? Not more. Not more than 150. Yeah. He has got surprising pop in his bat. I mean, he'll swing at bad pitches, he'll strike out too much, less of late. But uh, for a, for a stick-thin guy, he, he's risk and go. He can pop that ball to the ballpark. I like him. I like Starlin Castro as well. Uh, Ramirez and Lee, when they start hitting, Marlon Byrd. Tyler Colvin, Alfonso Soriano, Giovanni Soto started it. That's a loaded lineup. It is. It is. And I, I have no answer for yeah. why this team stopped producing. One but. run against Houston. Any chance with your connections that you could get uh, a Rudy Jeremillo to come on our show, the brand-new hitting coach? <laughs> Rudy Jeremillo has been silent all season long. I have not heard a single peep out of him. Not <laughs> not one. Can you blame him? Well, you know, he, it was it was a big deal when he came over here from Texas. You know, he coached Marlon Bird, and Marlon Bird's had a productive season, but uh, not 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 one word out of him all season long. Mm-hmm. Just, That's why I said, can you blame him? I'd be kind of quiet too, the way the Cubs yeah. hit. Yeah, we had all the big publicity, you know, dancing. You know, the dancing girls were out there, a little mini parade. Rudy Jaramillo was coming to town. The Cubs are going to hit. <laughs> First half of the season, and I don't blame him, by the way. You don't blame him. I don't. I. I Probably, uh, you know, what knowledge do I have? But I'm going to assume, and my instincts say, he's a pretty damn good hitting coach. So I'm not going to blame it on uh, him. Somebody yesterday, see if you're with me here, compared. Oh, yeah, Glenview Jack, who I always get in sports arguments with as well as political arguments. He says, I was all excited about Mike Martz heading up the Chicago Bear offense. 
And he tempered my enthusiasm to say, well, it's the same thing with Rudy Jaramillo coming to the Cubs to boost up their offense, and that didn't help at all. So he didn't think March is going to help the Bears because they have basically the same talent. So do you think it's a comparison, the batting coach and the offensive coordinator? Well, I think the offensive coordinator has a much greater role than than the batting coach because okay. on the batting coach you also uh, aside from the batting coach you also have you know the fielding coach the bench coach the bullpen coach mm-hmm. and the offensive coordinator he runs the whole show the whole offense say if, if the offense not producing it's more or less going to rely on him Good. same thing with the defense as, as mm-hmm. well yeah that, that that's the right. argument I use too two different things two, offensive coordinator well, for one he calls the plays right and 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 the offensive coordinator is not the one producing. He's, he's not the one actually, you know, out on the field. And right. neither is Rudy Jeremy right. in that case. So the batting the coach similarity. would it'd probably be more similar to like the quarterback coach, a guy who's worked right. or a right. position coach. I agree with you completely. Okay. Yep. All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The Chicago White Sox, Sam, continue to amaze. I know you're, they're not your favorite team, but as a uh, young rising sports talk host and true professional, I know you can remain objective talking about a team you don't particularly like. You have to respect the White Sox. They win again yesterday, 11 to nothing. Gavin Floyd. All of a sudden, Gavin Floyd and John Danks are uh, making themselves Cy Young candidates. He's been amazing. Gavin Floyd and John Danks, I think, have been two of the most underrated players throughout the past three, four seasons. And I've, I've kept my eye on them. And I've, I, I, you know, I can't predict that they've been. That I didn't predict that they'd do so well, but. Mm-hmm. I uh, I always knew they're going to come on a tear at one point or the other because they they've also got great stuff. John, uh, Gavin Floyd is he the one with the slider? I believe Gavin Floyd has a slider that he can. How many strikeouts did he have yesterday? Was it? I think six strikeouts, six but strikeouts. zero walks. Very efficient. He he's got great command as well. Mm-hmm. He does not give up many walks at all. I think I saw the stats since June third, and we're what July twenty eighth right now. So that's. Well over a month and a half of baseball. His ERA in that six weeks is 1.03. Pretty good. When you give up one run per game, you're going to end up like the Chicago White Sox, winning four out of five, five out of six, six out of eight. Mm -hmm. Just just solid ball they're playing. I do respect that. I do. Um, Even though I'm not a fan of going out there and watching them, but you've also you've Mm -hmm. you've got to look at a team that's that's doing well, and you got to see what they're doing and try to. I'm talking about general managers such as, you know, Jim Henry has to look and see what they're doing and try to, you know. People are getting used to it now. The White Sox being in first place, you know, Minnesota chasing us a little bit. Detroit chasing us. Starting to get used to it, but. Uh, Detroit Tigers just put half their team on the DL. Yikes. You got Brandon Inge. Brandon Maglio Inge. These, these they lost Miguel Cabrera Miguel for Cabrera. six to eight weeks. With what? a broken ankle, yeah. Broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Ah, come on. Just a broken ankle? Just a broken ankle. That's it? Six to eight weeks, I'd say that's pretty Even good. major leaguers are soft today. Broken ankle. Tape it up and get them out there. Okay, what does he play? First base? Yeah. Doesn't have to move First that base. much. I say pop that shoulder back into place and get him out there. And then who else did they lose? Uh, their shortstop, right? Not Azegian, but Carlos Guillen. Carlos Guillen. Yeah, those are three pretty key guys. So the Tigers? The Tigers are four games back of the White Sox. Minnesota's mm-hmm. one game back of the White Sox. So I think if anyone's going to give chase to the White Sox, it's going to yeah. be the Twins. Yeah. But, Joe but, Maurer recently. Look at look, look at what Joe Maurer's doing the on past a tear. couple days. Absolutely on a tear. On a tear. Delman Young, by the way, is my new man crush. <laughs> Delman, you talk about a guy on a tear. Holy mackerel. Ian Kinsler of the Texas Rangers. David, you can take the poster down of Ian Kinsler. Not looking at him anymore. I'm all about Delman Young for the next couple of weeks. That guy's unbelievable. He can oh, hit. Always been solid. He can run. Has a great pair of thighs. The guy's a tremendous player. <laughs> Coach, that raises a lot of questions. I'm a very lonely man, Sam, and the questions keep on coming. We answer a few questions each show here, 
but typically, especially when the big dog. By the way, David, the big dog will be joining us at some point. <laughs> at some point, David Olson, our producer, outstanding. Any good uh, summer movies? Not to change the subject here, real quick before a break. Disappointing summer. Although I saw a movie that has potential on the uh, the clips, the Steve Carroll movie, the big oh, schmuck uh, dinner, 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 dinner with, with schmucks. schmucks. Dinner that looks pretty good. <laughs> That looks pretty good. The name alone. Now, and right off the bat, the uh, the reviewers, the experts, the critics apparently don't like it. Which, right off the bat, for a silly comedy, that puts it in a good category for me. Have there any been reviews coming coming out uh, of that movie? Un poco. Hmm. Un poco. Dinner with schmucks. Dinner On na- with schmucks. Name alone, you have to like that movie. Well, but, I mean, Inception just came out, and that's yeah. that's looking like that's going to be huge. It was a box office battle last week, right between Inception and what was the other one? Oh, Salt. There, there was no, there was no battle. Inception like blew it, hand, it blew it out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Has any movie been publicized uh, not only as much but as far in advance as the movie Salt with the uh, beautiful? No, I, I, I kind of no, I noticed that too. They, I mean, they were they've been pumping that for a while. Wow. Yeah. So all the pumping, pardon the uh, expression. Never use that expression when we're talking Angelina Jolie. It's a confusion of uh, thought processes, but uh, all that pumping up of the movie, and you basically say it got killed in the first week. It, well, I, it, I can I can look that up. I don't think it got yeah. killed, but it didn't it didn't take out Inception. Inception, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Delman Young. No, that's the Minnesota Twins again. I'm sorry, who, in, Leonardo and who else? Ellen Page. Who? Ellen Page. Oh, I like Ellen Page from Juno. Very nice. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. Ellen Page in Juno, she was sort of the female Leonardo DiCaprio. Remember when he came out as a young guy? Young teenage kid became a star. Ellen Page was that for Juno. Sam is incredibly... Have you not gone out to the movies this summer? No, Coach. I've been too busy uh, preparing for the show. It just it's just it's it's an everyday duty for me to you know you give me a call the night before and I I gotta I don't know I don't know which soundtrack we should play either the laughing soundtrack or your full of crap soundtrack but <laughs> uh, all right so you will not be our movie critic huh no coach I come here to talk sports let's talk sports strictly sports what is your teacher listening to the show or what yes David uh, looking at the box office it wasn't as big of a blowout as I thought it was mm-hmm. uh, Inception took the weekend with 42 million, but Salt with a very respectable 36 million. Nice. So 36 can't argue with that, especially no. after they spent 55 million in advertising. Something like that. The interesting thing about that movie it was originally developed for Tom Cruise, and he dropped out, and they replaced him. Uh, with which Inception. one are we talking about? Inception. Salt. Salt. Salt was developed for Tom Cruise, and he backed out of it. So you're saying Angelina Jolie took. Tom Cruise's role. Correct. Cool. Correct. Yeah, I thought so, too. I like that. She can do action movies. Uh, did you see Wanted a couple summers back? Yeah. I, that Fa- is one movie I did see. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not just another pretty face. Definitely not. Angelina Jolie. All right, very good. If you uh, want to jump off the sports bid, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, the Great Babitsky. The Great <laughs> We're with the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show. Our phone lines are open. 888 You want to jump off the sports page, uh, please tell me you saw a good summer movie. I'm still waiting to see one, although I have great hopes. Great hopes for the aptly named Dinner with Schmucks, where it looks like Steve Carroll looks like he's taking on a role of the old Jerry Lewis in some of those movies, which 
I found thoroughly hilarious. All right, we'll take a quick break. Two guys and a mic. The great Babitsky in the house. Back in about 46 seconds. To two guys and a mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone. Yeah, welcome back, TalkZone.com. Babitsky, in addition to uh, baseball, football is rapidly driving to its horizons. I believe Bears training camp opens up on Saturday in beautiful, sunny, hot, sticky, humid Bourbonnais. Uh, not too far away from that. We also had a trade, an interesting one yesterday. Could you call them the odd couple, the very odd couple? But for our listeners that are just waking up and our listening audience that tends to sleep late, our research shows that let them, let them know who got traded and to what team. Let's see. We got Terrell Owens going to the Cincinnati Bengals to join Chad Ochocinco, number 85. Um, now, if you guys, if you want to talk about odd couple, this is, Ooh, oh, don't, don't don't forget number three in there. Oh, yeah, Cedric, Cedric Benson. Benson. Well, no, 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 Matt Jones. Ah, from Arkansas. Yeah, he's in there too. So. Wow, and Cedric Benson, right? And Cedric Benson. Wow. Yeah. All I have to say is Marvin Lewis. <laughs> Marvin Lewis needs to sign up for a psychiatrist right away, pronto. Yeah. Did Marvin it? Lewis just fired the tight ends coach, fired the linebackers coach, fired the uh, defensive backfields coach, and hired four psychologists instead. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what's going to be needed at the end of the day. I hope he was kidding. I hope he was kidding. But Terrell Owens, T.O. says uh, in his message to Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Chad Otosinko, that's officially his name now. Right. He says, look out, Robin. Your Batman is coming. I heard I heard that uh, Ter- or Chad Otosinko texted or tweeted. T- uh, t- tweeted, tweeted or texted? Tweet, texted Terrell Owens saying... Uh, we're like Bonnie and Clyde, but you're Bonnie. <laughs> so all right, hope, hopefully, and I'm assuming that's a little friendly, jiving I, back I and forth because they're a good friend. If it's not, that thing's going to uh, blow up about three days into training camp. But I'm assuming those guys are cool with that's it. That's going to be nasty. I'm just going to uh, tell you, Cedric yeah. Benson's the biggest character as well. Oof. 
The guy's been pulled over on a boat for uh, boating under the influence, I think, twice yep. already. He just got uh, arrested again. Right. Allegedly. Where's Tank Johnson now? Does anyone know? Huh? Tank Johnson. Tank Johnson. He was Where the... is the tank? He got himself into a little bit of trouble, too. From He's probably so... if, if, probably on the Cincinnati Bengals. That, that's what I thought. <laughs> so you got you got a... Uh, you he is it. indeed with the Cincinnati oh, Bengals. Oh, come on. Are you serious? That, he, that's signed, what I thought. he signed a four-year that, deal. That's what I thought. Season. That's what I yes, thought. Yes, wow. he is with the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> oh, boy, to be a fly on the wall at those team meetings, huh? My God. That's a beautiful thing. Well, we'll see. You never know. Sometimes There's Marvin Lewis right up on the screen right now. Sometimes it gets so bad that it comes full circle and becomes so good. So maybe it'll work for the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis, good guy. Good guy. You'd love for him to have some success. The Cincinnati Bengal fans have had their uh, share, to put it mildly, of losing football. You'd love to see the fans of Cincinnati get some victories, Sam, as long as it doesn't come against our beloved Bear. I don't think the Bengals are in the Bears' schedule this year, to be honest with you. Not on the schedule? I don't believe so. Yeah. I have to check out the Chicago Bears' schedule. I went, I went down the Bears' schedule about three weeks ago, went game by game. Me and Joel had the Bears going 14-2. and two. Possibly 15-1. Good luck with it. <laughs> Thank you very much. By the way, I got very excited. You are a Bears fan, I'm assuming. Yeah. Where does football give me a quick rank basketball? Uh, I, I can't do this, Coach. So many times I've been asked that question, I can't. It's, it's impossible for me. All these Have four, I asked you that question? All these four sports are mixed into one. You love them all. I can't, I can't, I can't do Hockey, I can't Hockey's right up there, too. Hockey's up there, too. You're a true professional. I am a true professional, but then we got sports. Where does like, uh, this female figure skating uh, work its way into that top four? Well, if all four of those are tied with number one, then female figure skating comes in at number two, Coach. Okay. <laughs> How about Ultimate Frisbee? I'm not a big fan of Ultimate Frisbee. I had to play it a couple of times. It's just okay. a bunch of running up and down. And I, if you mm-hmm. know me, Coach, I don't I do not do running. No. no I do you like s- the stationary sports. Right. Yeah, by the way, the two of us have a uh, tennis match coming. Might be today, by the way. But the great Pabitsky, member of the Glenbrook South uh, High School Tennis team, went to a tennis camp this summer. Okay, and the 54-year-old not-so-great coach, who somehow, with my unique method, still finds a way to beat people. Could be a match for the ages. 17 versus 50. I can see, but Bitsky's worried. A little bit worried. We, we, I'm, a li- I'm a little worried, Coach, because you, you talk a lot about your cholesterol levels not being where they should be. No. So I'm a little, what does that have to do with tennis? I'm a little concerned that you might... Not be able to keep up, or oh, if know. you are, no, then no, 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 no. I'm gonna can, have I'm gonna have 901 on speed dial. You can run me all you want. I have a, a great ability to maximize the uh, or minimize the ability to move. <laughs> I will get to the ball with the least what do you possible. You got a long arm range. That too, a little bit of anticipation, a little bit of laziness, but I'll still stroke the ball instead of going from the classic position. What I did hear is that uh, your wife, Mrs. Cohn, is quite the quite the tennis athlete. Your wife, Miss, Mrs. Cohn. Tennis player. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the tennis athlete. I'm not uh, sure. Very robotic, though. You're better than her? Very, oh, absolutely. Really? Very robotic. I and mean, My sister was the same way. She was a number one tennis player. Number one at the high school. But did everything, and it's the same thing in, uh, in cooking. I'm an outside-the-box guy. So I don't like to do things the typical way. But she will play, and my sister played tennis, you know, the proper form. Gets all upset and doubles. A few times I play doubles with my wife, gets all upset if I don't follow the rules of where you're supposed to be. <laughs> the hell with the rules? Who wrote the rule book? Sometimes I like playing back, sometimes rush the net. Right? You don't always have to follow the way, you know, proper etiquette, and that's the way it is. Break from tradition a little bit. Live a little bit. Life is short. 
even on the tennis court, you got to bend the rules. Anyhow, what you're saying. all right, 54 going up against 17. You're the favorite. Vegas has got you about uh, eight to five odds, but psychologically, I think in the back of the great Babitsky's mind is if he loses to the 54-year-old, he will never hear the end of it from both friends and family. So there's pressure. Let's let's hope they don't find out. Let's hope that there's no. Oh, no. Where do you go, play? Gonna oh, be no. We're going to call them si- up. Si- silent Park no, Center. No, no. We're going to call them up. We, we might even invite him to come watch. Yeah, no, they'll find out one way or another, especially if I win, they'll find out. All right, 888-463-6748, but you are a Chicago Bear fan as they head to training camp on Saturday. Early thoughts, don't break it down too much, but just some... I'm excited, Coach. I am excited. I think our coaching staff is is, is the best in the NFL. you got four head coaches, four former head coaches on your on your staff. you got Mike Tice, offensive line coach, um, formerly Minnesota Vikings. you got... Obviously, Rod Barinelli, nothing to be too proud of coming from an 0-16 season. Um, Mike Martz, the St. Louis Rams, good friends with uh, good friends with our head coach, Lovey Smith, going into his fifth season. I think so. Fifth season with the Bears. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been he's been solid, I think. Some people give him criticism. from My, my dad calls him a softie. You've never yeah. see or hear him raise his voice. I, I would be one of those guys that would be in the criticism area. You think so? Yeah. The sto- I've long grown uh, tired of the stoic Lovey Smith. Uh, yeah, just very, very unexciting, unmotivational in the teams. You know, he could be stoic all you want. Tom Landry, one of my favorite coaches of all time, before your time, but when the Dallas Cowboys were great, you've heard of guys like Roger Staubach yeah. and Bob Hayes and players like that. Uh, Bob Lilly, great defensive tackle. They had some great team. Tom Landry was the most stoic coach ever. But his teams played with enthusiasm. They played with creativity. He, he, he brought all the trick plays and stuff to special teams, and his offense was very innovative. So you can be stoic all you want. I don't mind Lovey Smith being stoic, but his teams, his teams way too often, uh, uh Way too often, Babitz come out unprepared, unmotivated, flat, offensively. He's stuck with, you know, he's had some bad and offensive I, and I, and I think the ben, I think uh, having the four head coaches on, on the roster, on the on the coaching staff, is going to help them with that. Now that because I all, agree with. Because all four of these head coaches, they, they go through this, you know, pregame motivation, and now you got four of them. Yes. You combine four of them on a team with the Bears that you say come out flat. I don't think they're going to be coming out flat this season yeah. anymore. No, I completely. Especially, look at this article right here. You got Brian Urlacher excited to play with Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. And Julius Peppers, he's known to be a team captain. Yeah, he is. He. I, That's a mistake. You think so? Yeah. Why? Why are you making a new guy a team captain? I'm saying he's known to be a, t- a team leader. He was for the Panthers. Okay. And I think that his 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 volume and his you know his passion, I think, is going to up, right. up up uprise his team. I, I think. hope so. I ho- I don't know a whole lot about Julius Peppers. I've heard the reputation that sometimes he doesn't go all out each and every play. But if he's a good guy, and if he's the leader, like you said, and produces in, in sacks to me, one of the most overrated statistics in sports. Okay, you know the sack is great. Give me pressure. That's what I want. I want a defensive end that's constantly pressuring the quarterback. Okay, you can have 14 sacks on the season, but if most of the rest of the time you're not pressuring the quarterback. What is that? One sack a game, big freaking deal. I think that's what we have in Alex Brown, coach. I think Alex Brown is. Um, I, I like Alex Brown's defensive pressure. Well, he's I gone do. now. He is gone. So yeah. is Adewale. Agum- but Agum- I think Agum- to call Alex Brown just a one sack pony, if you will, 
That's a little unfair because I think he made impact plays a little more often than that. I, a little bit of that description to Alex Brown. But but to me, it's overrated statistic. I want guys that consistently put pressure, put heat on the quarterback. Okay, Not a sack one time and then take the next three plays off. Richard Dent, if you're listening, that's why you're not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. By the way, if Richard Dent is listening, this could be my last show. So, I'm, I'm he here, might be used on Barely team. Legal last week. Is that right? so, he was. <laughs> so if... If Joel is, uh, my, Joel might be co-hosting the show tomorrow, tomorrow by himself. But, uh, yeah, what the heck. Hopefully Richard Dunn doesn't remember where this particular program is located. Sam, can you uh, escort me down after the show? Straight into the park for our tennis match, Coach. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. But, but I agree with you on the coaches. And I, and I said uh, only half-kiddingly that the Bears will be successful this year if, if they can – if they can avoid Lovey Smith, if Lovey Smith can stay out of the way, the Bears will have success. It's a weird thing about saying about the head coach, but I like I agree with you. The assistant coaches are strong. No, they are strong. I think they're. I think I think this is the best coaching staff in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to compare to is Lovey Smith. You look at guys like Lovey Smith, and you look at Mike Shanahan, who's now in Washington. These guys are complete opposites. And Mike Shanahan's got a pretty good career in Denver. Um. Do you think perhaps Levy Smith, aside with Mike Tice, who is also known to racist voice, do you think this will give him a little bit more spark going into his fifth and I believe the last last season of his contract? Mm-hmm. Do you think you think that's possible? If with with alongside playing alongside these three other head coaches, Levy Smith adds a little bit more flair into into his talk. So you're you're saying would I hold him responsible? What, do you think it, do you think it's possible? Yes. You think you think Lovey Smith is going to come out a little bit more eager this season? I well, maybe, maybe my yes is overly optimistic, but I'm going to say yeah. I hope so. Maybe the head coach can be motivated by his assistants too. Right. Hoping. Hope. Good day of football back though. College football too. You a fan of college? I am. I I have I have some mixed opinions on college mm-hmm. sports, but more or less I am. All right, football fans, you want to check in? It's creeping into the sports picture. Indeed it is. 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can always email us at mike2guys at aol.com. That's M-I-C and the number two, mike2guys at aol.com. David Olson, we got the Blagojevich uh, trial here in the state of Illinois. And first of all, let me throw this out to you. In There's a lot of contenders for some of the most embarrassing moments to the state of Illinois. I'm going to nominate, I can't remember being more embarrassed being from this state. We've had a lot of controversy. I think this is the worst. It's to know that we reelected this guy's been our governor for close to eight years. Yeah, yeah. It's still uncertain whether or not he created, uh, committed a crime. But if you, could, the... if you could convict somebody for being a complete and utter moron, yeah. he, he'd be put away for life. Yeah, well, maybe some of the voters, too. Yeah, yeah, a- yeah absolutely. How absolutely. idiotic could we be to reelect this guy? Where was the press? And where were his assistants and the second and third hand guys? Nobody spoke out. Few yeah. people. Few well, they were well, all under indictment and like rolled over on them, is how, how it turned yeah. out. But yeah, they were all you know, sucking but, up but, to but, him. But, but, but don't forget, uh, you wonder how he got in, uh, how he got reelected. Do, do you remember his opponent? <sighs> no. Judy Bar Topinka. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why he got reelected. Okay. It, it was a situation. It's like if they would, if the Republicans would have put forth a viable candidate, he might not have gotten elected. But instead, we got Judy Bar Chupenko, who looks and sounds like everybody's great aunt. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> with, with, with the, you know the, too much mascara. Yep. The, the hair dyed to a color that doesn't exist. It didn't work for <laughs> Betty Loren Maltese. Exactly. It did not work for yeah. Judy Bartopinko. Which is a shame because, you know, when you get down to it, Judy Bartopinko was a very committed public servant. Mm-hmm. And she probably would have done a lot of good for Illinois. But. She was the Republican running against him, or that? Yes, okay. yes. She was a long time uh, treasurer, I think. She was like treasurer for years and mm-hmm. years and years and years. All right. Yeah, but she she was designated Republican. Yeah, I'm right up so. there because I uh, I elected him too. Now, Sammy, the great Babitsky, you will uh, be joining the voting force. This is a scary thought. All politicians in the state of Illinois, please uh, sit down. And uh, I know this will be a bit of a shock to you, but at what point will you become a voting member of the fine state of Illinois? Well, twenty-one is when I become legal. Eighteen. Eighteen. I'm sorry, coach. It's been it's been two two years of two 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 months of summer already. In two months. No, no. no I'm saying it's been two months of summer. You can't expect. Oh, are you like a year away or? I'm two years away. Two years. Well. Oh, okay. Year and a half. Now I feel a little safer. I thought maybe like two or three months, you were going to be voting. So we have a year and a half to change the rules up to twenty-one. Let's hope so, because as of right now, Coach, you do not want me voting. Right, I'm just we'll gonna, I'm going to vote for the name. That sounds cool. <laughs> and I'm we, sorry to say that, but that, that, we that, will that, see. that's It'll what be it is. Interesting how the jury will decide it, because uh, as David said, he's embarrassed himself. But, but did he commit a crime? If anyone's been following the trial in state or out of state and want to comment on it, uh, we could certainly talk about that too. 888 Sammy, I don't know if you know or not, but but Bogoyevich, uh, pretty amazing. Chicago Cubs fan. You ever hear him yeah. break down baseball? I have, and I've seen him throw out a first pitch at Wrigley, too. Can he throw, or does he throw like a girl? He throws like Kyle Korver. That's... Did you happen to see that a couple days ago? Throws like Kyle Korver? Kyle Korver. Did you see him throw out the first no. pitch? He threw a sinker that sunk before the plate. But it, but it had some speed on it, too. And I think we had Brian Schlitter catching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Korver, after the game, said, well... You know, I was trying out my sinker, but my sinker sunk and couldn't even get it from pitcher to catcher. Nope. A pro athlete. And that's why he plays basketball. Well, still, he's a pro athlete. What is that? Ninety, ninety feet, right? Yep. How many guys do you see go out? They get the honor of throwing out the first ball that can't get it to the pitcher's mouth. Practice a little, a catcher's mouth. It's nerve-wracking, Coach. It is. So what, you think it's nerves? I think it's nerves. Even it'd to a guy like Kyle Korver who's played in front of thousands of people. It would be nerves for me, okay. to say the least. I think you'd go out there and you'd get the big turn from the stretch position. You'd probably fire a strike, paint the outside corner. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw my 12-6 curveball and yeah, uh, see, but, if, see if Larry Rothschild wants to give me a bullpen session. But probably the only positive on uh, Rob Lagojevich is uh, he, he was a, a – actually, you listen to him talk – very astute, very astute baseball fan, knew the game very well, knew the Chicago Cubs very well, great fan of the game. Too bad he knew a lot more of that than he did on politics. All right, 888-463, yes, David, 6748, the phone number. Well, I was going to say, you know, he wanted to be Al Capone, but he couldn't even pull off Al Bundy. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this in the backroom deals, and he, he just he didn't have the smarts to pull them together. No. no. I thought that... <laughs> The ambassador to India. Yeah, it, well, exactly, exactly. You got to be kidding. And you I kept mean, waiting and he, for well, the, the one that really got me is like, oh, I'll make Oprah the senator. She can do yeah, it. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was serious and he was so enthusiastic that, about that. It's that's like, the you, you kept waiting for like humor. 
and I think yep. his age that we're talking to him, you could tell they were kind of at ease too. Is he kidding or not? And then you start to realize he's serious. And I could be the ambassador to India. Find, find me a country. I got to be an ambassador. I'm tired of this governorship thing. Or Oprah for he, he was serious. I mean, the only thing, I mean, it was clear he did not want to be governor. He always saw this position as a stepping stone to something bigger and was frustrated that it didn't happen for him. How much bigger can you get than governor of one of the major states in the country? Basically, what, vice president, well, president? But, 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 but then you come into it and see what a mess the state well, was. Well, that's a different thing. And you, you, don't have the, you don't have the smarts or the wherewithal okay. to fix things. Okay. So that, well, that's two you different know, things, though. A more important position is different than getting out of a quagmire that you know you realize you can't get out of. Right, right. Because, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, to find out that you're, like, even powerless to do anything because, you know, we all know who runs the state. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Mike Madigan, and it's been that way for years. But, you know, he just did it. it um, Blagojevich wanted the, wanted the fame, and he wanted the power, but he didn't want the responsibility. So... And he's gonna he's gonna get a four by eight cell for his troubles. You think you think he'll be guilty? They're, they're, they're gonna find him guilty on something. You they didn't so? spend all this money to prosecute him and not get anything. Well, out it's of up it. to the jury. All it takes is one juror. True, true. Okay, we will see. Might come out as soon as today. Anyways, little sports guys talk politics here on the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show. If you're just joining us, the big dog off today. A lot of people say the big dog is off every day. But only in the most positive terms. But the great Babitsky, Sam Babitsky, the pride and joy of Glenview, Illinois, joining us today. Babitska, we talked about the Cubs losing 6-1. White Sox 11 to nothing. But real quick, some other baseball news from yesterday. How about the Minnesota Twins on a tear? Joe Maurer, uh, 5 for 5, three nights ago? Um, two but, nights. Two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of surprising me, though. He only has, what, three homers on the season. Yeah, he's not. Hey, he's, he's not Joe Mauer like season. But but I think he's productive enough to mm-hmm. be the most talented player in the MLB. Alright, so if he starts coming out of it, uh big trouble for the Chicago uh, White Sox. I think I think they're in big trouble if Joe Mauer keeps swinging the way he's swinging right now. Minnesota beats Casey yesterday eleven to two the night before. They beat the Kansas City Royals nineteen to one. That would be a collective uh thirty to three. Thirty to three. Not good if you're a Casey Royal fan. By the way, Carl Pavano. She's mustache? Huh? Do you see his mustache? <laughs> I did not. He's got a little weird thing going on over here. Not anyway, a good, not a good look. Not a good look. I don't think Carl Pavano, former Florida Marlin, mm-hmm. right? Was he on the Was he on the '05 team that beat the Cubs? I believe he was. I believe he Championship was. Championship team. Yeah. He's been a couple teams since then, but uh, he has found the fountain of youth. He's um, eight zero in his last ten starts. So Carl Pavano pitching very very well. Texas Rangers knock off Anaheim three to one. Cliff Lee. With 13 strikeouts, but he still couldn't get the victory. Game went 11 innings. Nelson Cruz with a two-run homer. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people thinking that the heat of the summer is going to get to Texas. But Babitsk, this team might be too talented to fold. I think Texas is real good, Coach, real good. Cliff Lee, you said last night, no decision, but lights out. 13 Ks. Wow. I think that's the biggest acquisition we've had yet this offseason. Mm-hmm. Cliff Lee and, and judging by... Uh, Judging by if if Roy Walswald goes or if he doesn't go, I think it's going to be the biggest pitcher acquisition that happened this trade off this this trade deadline. Okay, Tampa Bay uh, knocks off Detroit three to two. They won't go away at least. We that's coach, what they... uh, did you talk about the uh, no hitter yesterday? Two days, uh, yeah, two days ago. You talked about it, absolutely. Yesterday, of course. Okay. 
Matt Garza. Matt Garza is an unlikely source, I think, to be thrown that no-hitter. But mm-hmm. congratulations to him. It's the first in race history. and uh, um, he, I think he did face all 27 batters. Yeah, he, he faced the he minimum faced, of He batters. faced the minimum. But then what happened? Was it a double play? Walked one guy, doubled him up. Oh, okay. Nicely okay, done. Fine. Yeah. Nicely done. Don't forget a no-hitter. Well, particularly a perfect game. That's a team effort. Because you got to field the ball as it seems, well. It seems that every no-hitter or perfect game has one great defensive play. Yep. We saw yep. that with Mark Burley last year. Oof. and then Was uh, it a center fielder that I love? I forgot his name already. It was a... Uh, great workman-like guy. Never got a lot of credit. Uh, Alex... Now we got Rios. Can't even remember his name. Made the great catch. See, that's what happens to those role players like that. Great soldier. Good teammate. Sox had to let him go this year. I can't even remember. If anyone remembers who made that. Oh, Dwayne Wise. Dwayne Wise, you're right. Dwayne Wise. What a catch that was. That Woo. was that was an outstanding catch. That was standing yeah. catch. Was that the he, final out of the game? or it was No, no, no. It was a ninth inning okay. one out. So it was I right think. near. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And eight, yesterday, eight. yesterday the, uh, the grab by uh, Ben Zobrist. Did not see that. No, for Matt Garza. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. The guy can play all infield positions as well as all outfield positions. Ben Zobrist? Ben Zobrist, yeah. Okay. He might be my choice to replace Rob Lagojevich, his next governor of the state of Illinois. Ben Zobrist. Uh, all right, but, but the point is Tampa Bay continues to play pretty good, Sam, and they will not go away. Only two back of the New York Yankees are 16-6 and six in the month of July. It's going to be interesting to watch that race, Yankees, and see if Tampa Bay can hang on. Toronto knocked off Baltimore 8-2. to two. Let's talk real quick about Jose Batista. Miguel Batista pitched a very good game for the Nationals. I don't know if they're related or not, uh, but it was all in the Batista family. But uh, Jose hit two homers yesterday, 30 on the season. Who would have thunk it? But Jose Batista leading the majors in home runs right now. Jose Batista, yeah, he's. I think he's a solid. He's been a solid player. You know, I'm not familiar with the work prior to this year. I don't know that I knew a lot about Jose, Jose Batista. You are a friend of mine. I don't know anything about him. Well, 30 homers you do now. Yeah. Thank you. You okay. say that like you know. You say that with a touch of scorn. Like who is this idiot who gets to be a sports talk host one hour a day? I should know these things. Joel, on the other hand, probably could give you Jose Batista's RBI line. Hits and run line, batting average line for the last seven years. Who the guy's married to, who he's dating, how many kids he's got. The big dog can tell you all about Jose Batista. Me, best I can tell you is he sounds familiar. Uh, what else do we got in Major League Baseball? San Francisco, the Giants over Florida, 6-4. to four. They actually beat my, uh, beat my uh, we talked about earlier in the show, Josh Johnson. Your fantasy pitcher. My fantasy pitcher. The Josh one Johnson. guy you'd like to see come to the Cubs. Uh, you know, uh Still pitched a solid game yesterday, but mm-hmm. gave up, I believe, two homers or one homer, and uh, Florida couldn't come up with much offense. Yeah, San Francisco scored three in the eighth. The Giants continue to battle the Padres there. I picked the Giants early in the year. I'm going to stick with them, but that's a pretty good race. The Dodgers are in that, too. Colorado have dropped out. I'll tell you about that in just a second. But uh, uh, they got three runs in the eighth inning, comeback victory for San Francisco. Big two-run double for one of my guys, Edgar. I've got a bad case of. Renteria. Renteria. I forgot about him. Uh, Has he been injured this year? Or no, just... no, just quiet. Okay. Coming off, he used to be on Atlanta, and before and Atlanta, he was on St. Louis, right? Yep. And Florida Marlins, right? I believe so. Can't think that far back, but I believe so. Mm-hmm. I still remember about St. Louis, him and uh, David Eckstein. Yeah. What do you mean the, you the, can't think that far back? You don't have that the many one-two years punch. to think back. Oh. Um. 
Pittsburgh. Finally, in our MLB, we'll round them up and wrap them up. Pittsburgh 4, Colorado 2. The Colorado Rockies, remember they had that week when they had like three incredible comeback victories in a row? It looked like they were going to catch fire like they did four or five years ago. You can put an end to that story. They've lost their six in a row. They're eight back behind three teams, I think. You can um, put the flowers, put the dirt on the grave of the Colorado Rockies. I think you can. And uh, Did you see uh, Houston Street yesterday? The closer took a ball off his head in batting practice. Uh Uh-oh. But... uh, Last I just How did heard, that happen? Was he pitching? Sure. I believe he was pitching or something like that. And then mm-hmm. last I heard, he was just released from the hospital. So oh boy, should be doing all right. But Houston Street and uh, boy, had a great career. Matt Caps and Rafael Soriano, I think. They'll probably name closers. a road after him, don't you think? Yeah, Houston Street. Yeah, I mean a couple more good years like that, they could have Houston Street Road. Or just Houston. Try looking street. that up in your navigation system. All right. 888-463-6748, the phone number here. A couple of more minutes. Great Babitsky in the house with the coach. Babitsky, any other uh, sports items? As a true professional, I can see all your notes here. Must have them all in your head. Uh, any other items in the sporting world we have not got into before we uh, dismiss you and give you your report card for the day? Coach, I don't know if I've talked to you personally about um – about the reconstruction of the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know if you've talked to either. I don't even know if you want to call it a reconstruction. Uh, I want to call it a demolishing. Yes. Of well, this I team. have thoughts on it. I've expressed them here, but uh, talk to me. Coach, I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm, I'm petrified of what this team has done. Petrified. Okay. I, my word would be disgusted. Disgusted can go along there as yeah. well. But uh, my my favorite Blackhawk was Chris Rustig. Yes. He's now. A Toronto Thank Maple you. Give me, a, give me a fist bump. That, that I, was my I favorite guy, Christopher too. Steve. Love Christopher Steve. Yeah. I, I had mentioned, you know, we knew there was going to be some trades coming. We, I, I knew that, but I wouldn't think it would be the, as this of the, yeah. this caliber. I mean, they, they let the, the but, three or four guys go, and you thought that was it. Okay, we lost Ben Eager. We lost uh, Burrish. Uh, Burrish. We lost Dustin Bufflin, somewhat of an impact player. But you know what? The core is still there. And then another guy gets released, and then all of a sudden, Christopher Steve. Very much a part of the core. Andrew Ladd. Andrew Ladd. Coach, I don't, why are they sticking by to these young players? Well, think, they just signed Brian Bickles another year. They signed uh, Jordan Henry, Jack Skilly, all these guys. They're they're re-signing these guys that haven't shown any. Well, they they could show potential, but they haven't shown any mm-hmm. facts. They just signed a kid who uh, I think the number one draft choice of the Minnesota North Stars last year, and the Blackhawks picked him up. They got high hopes for him, but who knows? It might work out. But it's just it, it's it's. It's bothersome. I've talked about it a couple of times on the show here where you... It just irritates me that we basically swap teams with the Atlanta Threshers. No, if I'd go that far. Ladd, Bufflin, Eager. Yeah. All now with Atlanta. And uh, Bufflin... Do you see what Bufflin did in the playoffs? Why would they want to get rid of him? Why? I would say go ahead and give up Cristobal Huey, him carrying his fat contract and... Very easily said than done. The Blackhawks general manager here, Sam Babitsky, joining us on the program. Uh, very easy said than done. Only one minor problem. Nobody wants Cristobal Huey at that price. So, I mean, it sounds good in theory, but I don't think Stan Bowman and um, the rest of the crew are complete dummies. I, I, I think it's more a negative on the current state of professional sports, Sam, the way the salary caps are, that you finally build a team. That the whole city really attached to love. Look at the parade. Look at the enthusiasm. 
People were they, talking team, about them. They reached their peak. One thing I about this team is that they're all young guys. So the the fan, the youth right. of Chicago can relate to them. Yes. They see them out in bars and, what, and whatever. And now you got this team. They, they, they seem like the most chemistry team, the most team that gets along together the most I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Their chemistry is phenomenal. And then poof. Not not one guy had yeah. disagreeing with another guy or anything of anything yeah. of that nature, and now you take some of this team and you split them up and you bring in yeah. some new guys and and it might work, but it's still the word you use is irritating. That's a good word. It's highly irritating to break up our team, and it's not like we had four or five championships. It's not like breaking up the Bulls. All right, we had a great championship run. Maybe it's time. It was one year. Yeah. We finally win a young guy one year. That's it, and all of a sudden, boom. The building is decimated. Ah, it just you know you got Adam Burrish was our was our was our big guy, our big physical guy. You got he's now in Dallas. You got Ben Eager in he Atlanta. He wasn't big physically, but but he he would... was emotionally. Yeah, you got him in Dallas, Eager in Atlanta, Versteeg in Toronto. You're just splitting these guys up, and these guys are friends too more than anything else. Yep. Jonathan Taves was carrying the Stanley Cup in Winnipeg up in Canada because he was you know how they have each day with the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. and. They, he messaged Andrew Ladd, and first time talking to him since the trade, and all these guys are going to get back together at the Blackhawks convention, I think, coming up yep. shortly. Yep. Even the players that have been traded. Yeah. Yep. They're going right. to come back because... All right. Great job, Babitska. If anybody wants to come later today, it could be the Babitska versus the coach in a winner-takes-all, last-man-standing singles tennis match. We'll report on that tomorrow. We appreciate everybody listening. Sam, thank you for coming coach, in and taking a you. break from all the homework you've been doing this summer. Well, Coach, I think homework preparing for the show is uh, just as great as that. Translated, Mom, if you're listening, he hasn't picked up a book in two and a half months. Uh, David Olson, thank you so much. Uh, winning Wednesday. Stick around. What day is today? Not winning Wednesdays? Terrible Tuesdays? Forget about it. We're off. We'll see you tomorrow at 10.